0: i know it's been a while we've been in quarantine for the past six months or longer (laughs) I don't know how long it's been, LB, but it's it's sure as hell have been a long time. I know LB's been busy. I mean, I've been busy with with actual real life stuff, so I haven't really uh, this off season. I didn't really get to do title talk and all the all the stuff I really wanted to do. So I apologize for that. I know I promised a lot of a lot of Patriots content. and I figured we'd do a lot of stuff this off season, but it just wasn't. It just didn't happen. And honestly, I'm kind of glad to have a little break from it. But now we're back. The Patriots are back. Tom Brady's back, I guess you could say that. So there's there's a lot of stuff to talk about, LB. But I'm just really be- I'm really happy we're here to talk. We just we just talk for like an hour and a half. People don't really understand, but we talk. We literally can talk football all day long. We have to actually stop so we can then actually do the podcast because <laughs> we have actual things to talk about. So here we are. How are you, LB? What's going on? And how has life in quarantine been been treating you?
1: It's been boring, man. I know you said that. Uh that we had in real life things going on I, I i do believe you did i have not done really anything it's been extremely boring i was actually off twitter for a while because as you, as we all know twitter loves to suspend me i so, got suspended know, but, too
0: this off season
1: <laughs> which is just stunning i mean you don't <laughs> i know i can say some stupid things in chats but i don't know how that happened to you um it's just, it's been an interesting year, man. I mean, overall, I, I gotta be honest. Maybe it's a good thing we didn't pod because I'm starting to think I had some really probably bad cakes saved up that the world doesn't know about, you know, <laughs> cause this, <laughs> it wasn't that long ago. I was thinking, you know, Jarrett Stidham's going to start a quarterback for the Patriots. And you know, I didn't think we'd even have a football season because of Corona and all that. And you know, I gotta just give the NFL credit. That's a story for another day. I think they've they've really shown, you know, America how to do things correctly, but I won't get into that. But they've done a great job. Here we are. We actually have football, man, which is probably the most shocking thing of all of twenty twenty of everything that's happened.
0: It really is. You know, I I, I know I in the off season was like let's just no fans for now. I mean, I really want the NFL to continue. I love, I love going to the games and meeting people and interacting with everyone and watching the games and being there. But, in order for the season to progress and go on with during the middle of a pandemic, I thought it was necessary to not have fans And the NFL and the Patriots thought that way too. And I think that's a good thing because it's just, it's just another factor you have to c- control and the NFL players are doing a great job right now. And I know you and I both talked about it. Like we didn't notice there was no fans at all. Like only when they showed the, in the stands and it, it literally did not bother me at all. I know with basketball, I had a problem with no fans because basketball is kind of a different sport but with the NFL, I mean yesterday, I mean I was having a good time. I mean David Andrews spiked the ball. There everyone was hyped like Cam Newton after his first run did the little point thing. I mean, I had no problem with it. And yesterday was an excellent day of football. And before we actually start LB, I just want to say that because I love Title Talk fans so much and we owe them like a lot of stuff. <laughs> I have a I have a code for Title Talk fans and You know, I I was thinking, you know, maybe give it away, but then I was thinking, it's you know, it's a thirty percent off code. I mean, for some people, you know, that might that might be some money. I mean, you're not going to be able to buy like that's a year's salary for me. You're not going to be able to buy Cam Newton jersey or like super cool Edelman jersey. But if you go on the Pats Pro Shop and you use this code, you'll be able to get on there. And if you want to buy like a Cam Newton shirt or a hoodie or something like that, you'll be able to use this code. And the thing is. I'm not telling. I'm not gonna do a say retweet this, and I'm gonna give it away to someone because I think that's kind of stupid. Let's let the Title Talk fans get this code, and use it. So what I'm gonna do is, uh, at some point during this podcast, I'm gonna read the. I'm just gonna literally read the code, and you guys can just go fend for yourself. And whenever you use the code and and make your purchase, screenshot it, post it under the Title Talk podcast link, and. I'll appreciate that a whole lot. But you know, it's fair game. Gonna read the code at some point and you'll get the thirty you'll get the thirty percent off. Buy you yourself a cool Camp Newton jersey. And uh that's all from LB, Alonzo and I to you. Thank you very much. I know we've done some other giveaways and stuff. I I gave a lot of cool jerseys away, but um this is for you guys because we love you and we love it.
1: You're correct. We do it. We love it. We love uh, we love our new quarterback, Cam Newton, too. So, I mean, I can't think seems like a pretty cool jersey to get, truthfully, because he's got the number one on. So let's say he's even only here one year, a couple years, whatever, you know, don't even worry about it right now. You know, you can just slap your last name on there or something like that. You can be the number one Patriots fan. You can be like the number one dad or like the number one lover or something crazy. You know, get creative with it. Number one anything.
0: You could put Weep on the back if you really want to. I mean, just <laughs> the number Weep with weep. the number
1: one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: Weep number one.
1: I like I, – one thing I, I – it's funny. Cho- um, Cam Newton had a son a few years ago, and um, at practice, his his son would wear his jersey. and you he, know, Well, he'd wear like a little Panthers jersey with the number one on it, but his name is Chosen. So the jersey would actually say Chosen one on it. So just get creative like Cam Newton, and you're going to be good to go. Just be, be as creative as Cam Newton. You know, I know that's a tall task because I don't know if anybody saw him yesterday. He looks like a villain from like a 1980s, you know, superhero movie or something dressed in all that yellow. But just be creative like Cam Newton. You'll be good to go. You can figure something out to do.
0: <laughs> You're exactly right, L.B. And we can. That's a good place to start. You know, the Patriots offense was completely different yesterday. I know in the offseason, especially you, we talked about how they would look a lot similar to the Ravens offense. I know a lot of people said that as well. But I just want to start off with saying I'm just going to apologize to Cam Newton because, you know, Cam Newton, the player, I'm not, I don't think he's a great player by any means, but I think he's a good player and a, a, maybe a little bit better than I didn't give him credit for. And after yesterday, he showed me some things that Tom Brady actually didn't do last year. And I love Tom Brady. Yes. I mean, all the guys love him. He's been an, he's just been an excellent leader. He brings a great en- energy to the team. I mean, we can all see it with no fans. I mean, and the thing that I, that I really liked about Cam Newton before we talk about his game, David Andrews is the best friend of Jared Stidham hung, hangs out with him, loves him, uh, worked out with him in the off season, didn't work out with Cam. And, Cam yesterday when he got the touchdown, he could have easily just spiked it himself and did the Superman dance, but some guy that like maybe didn't support him that much gave him the football, let David Andrews spike the ball, and I, and in that moment I thought, you know what? This guy owns. And then and then we saw we got to see his quotes about the little fight yesterday about how he was he was just poking fun at the other guys about how they're doing splits and they're kinda corny or whatever. And I was like, you know what? <laughs> this guy is a lot like me. Um, I love him. I'm going to buy a jersey. And I went to buy the jersey, but the pro shop is just a disaster right now. So I bought a Cam Newton hoodie. So I'm really happy with Cam Newton. So what do you think about Cam Newton's leadership and all that stuff, LB?
1: I think it's a great, great place to start because, you know, I think every Patriots fan kind of understands the entire situation with David Andrews. We've all loved him now for years, for a few years. Um, you know, he, of course we love to bring up Aaron Donald, how he's Aaron Donald's father and all that stuff and the Super Bowl parade, you know, he had no shirt on. So it was like he's like everybody's kind of spirit animal. And he, you know, the last year he didn't play football last year. He had the um I think blood clots, I believe it was, right? Blood clots in his lungs, I think. Yeah. And um, you know, he comes back, week one, Cam <laughs> gets a touchdown, and he hands it to him. He lets him do the uh he lets him do the uh the spike, which if anybody's ever seen the movie The Replacements, which I really like, John Madden's actually in it. and He says the best part about a, a, you know, a fat guy touchdown is a fat guy spike. So, you know, I thought that went a long way. That was really cool. I did notice it seemed like Cam actually wasn't really dancing as much yesterday, maybe as we saw in Carolina. I don't know if I'm crazy. It's something I talked to somebody else about, too. And it just I, I, it just it seems like leadership wise, he's just. Everybody seems to just gravitate to the guy, you know, and I think everybody kind of has their own leadership style. Some people, they do it by um, example. Tom Brady would probably be more of a lead by example kind of guy. And Cam's kind of more of a he's he has his own leadership style and he seems to be pretty good at reading the room and understanding the guys around him. And leadership wise, he's been phenomenal to be elected captain that quick. This is a guy who just got here in late June. He's a team captain. He's your starting quarterback. And I was very impressed just with the entire cam package yesterday, truthfully. And even just going back a week ago or so where he had the quote, he said he has a lot to prove. A month ago he was saying he had nothing to prove. So it just it just shows you. He's just really buying in. Sometimes people don't like cookie-cutter answers. Sometimes Sometimes I do like the cookie-cutter answers just because, it can kind of show you where somebody is mentally and it just shows he's really bought in. He's been a leader. He's a team captain. He played a great football game and the Cam Newton Patriots are very exciting right now. I'll say that much.
0: Yeah, they certainly are. Uh, You know, we, we got to see like the first read option play and it was pretty cool. I know in the first half, I know, personally me I thought they were a bit too conservative but once the second half started you know Cam's not really a he's not a drop back passer he he's really good in play action and stuff like that and I thought he made a, a just a lot of good decisions like I know we were talking maybe one bad sack I know he fell one time but he didn't make any bad decisions didn't have an interception didn't throw the ball a whole lot granted but he didn't have any terrible decisions I mean he pulled the ball when he needed to he handed it off when he needed to And I I I know I really like to see that, and it's a lot different from last year. And that I think a lot lot of people really aren't pointing it out. But you know, in between the in between the twenties, if the Patriots can figure that out and be a little bit more aggressive, maybe it is the first game. You know, it's just the first game. But if they can be a little bit more aggressive, once they get inside the 20 with Cam Newton, it's really hard for teams to defend the Patriots in the red zone. I know they were three for four yesterday, which I didn't even know. I mean, just with my eye test, I thought, man, once they get down there, it's it's really hard for other teams to just key in and, and figure out what the Patriots are doing. And I know a lot of people like me love Tom Brady last year, but last year and I think also the year before that they were really not good in the red zone and not maybe you can chalk that up to Brady or maybe probably more of their weapons aren't that good at all so now Josh McDaniels and Bill Belichick and Cam Newton have come together to make the best out of what they don't have or do have and it looked it looked really well I mean if Nikhil Harry doesn't fumble that ball um the Patriots offense is having a really good day. And I know they were good and they were good in yards per play. And that was even with the first half. In the first half they were like three point something or four point something, something that I wasn't too happy about. But once they took once they came out of halftime, they really figured it out. And they even responded uh, after Nikhil Harry's fumble and, and the I think the Dolphins went down and scored if I remember right. I think they scored a touchdown, yeah, and then they they responded after that. And they just kept, kept kind of getting a little bit better and figuring things out a little bit more. So maybe once the, season, once the season starts going on, they'll just keep looking better and better. I'm excited for what they can do with the Camden offense. You know, maybe there are some limitations to it, but there were certainly limitations last year with the Patriots' 2019 offense. At least now, they have some energy. They've got some good leadership. They've got a good vibe. And sometimes you just need a good vibe in the workplace, LB, to perform well. Absolutely. And
1: something you and I talked about last year in probably December was they never found their identity. Right. And I'm not saying the pay, pay who pay who knows what this offense will be, but it feels like at some point this offense will find an identity. And it feels like there's already signs of life there where you could see some big plans for this offense, whereas we never saw that last year, really, at any point, especially after Antonio Brown and all that, you know, and. I was just thinking to myself, you know, I've been saying this a lot, but building a new offense, it's like building a house, right? What's the first thing you do when you build a house, you lay the foundation and you get everything going foundation wise. And right now what we're seeing is going to open things up because teams say, okay, so how do we stop this particular thing that they're doing? And as they start to key in on those particular things, it opens up all kinds of new things, which is kind of what we've seen from the Ravens, right? It started off year one where they kind of started to do a little bit of it. And then by year two, they were really fully invested. And now everything's clicking and you can do tons of different things out of all these different formations, which I think we're going to see from the Patriots by the year's end. I think this offense really has a bright future ahead of it in terms of where it could go. I'm not saying that they're going to you know, be world beaters it- Truthfully, they started off better than I even thought they would. I thought it would be a few weeks of really rough offense and you know def- defense really carrying. And the defense is great yesterday again, but um, I thought it could be a, it'd be a rough month. And they started off way better than I thought they would. Something that I've kind of said for a little while now is that one thing they do have going for, there was no film. Nobody had any clue what they were going to run. So now teams have a little bit of film. And they start thinking, OK, well, here's what we're going to do to stop that. And in my opinion, people like Bill Belichick, Josh McDaniels, Cam Newton, they know as they start to try to stop what you're doing right now, you can find holes in their game plans, the opponent's game plan. And you know something, Bryce, and I, this is something I kind of just thought of and I've thought to myself a few times, what I've been wondering, I wanted to ask you was, do we still see that same Patriots offense that changes every single week? And you know what I mean, how, how with the Brady-led Patriots, the offense could change week to week, it was a different offense in the sense that they're going to attack your weaknesses. Do you think we still see that? Or do you think I can, maybe I'm not explaining what I'm saying great, but do you think this is still going to be a week to week offense that changes how it attacks you? Or Do you think, you know, it's going to just be what we're seeing? I think the offense is going to evolve. I just don't know if, if week to week, we're going to see, you know, specific game plans for the defense they're playing. I'd imagine they kind of have to stick to what they're doing right now. And get really good at it,
0: right? Yeah, I think you're probably right. I think, you know, they can maybe can do some different formations. And, of course, they can attack different players however they need to attack them. But I think for the most part, they're just going to, like you just said, build on what this offense is right now. And because there is no preseason and, and they're playing a whole lot of veteran players, and so I think they're just going to keep building and keep finding things that work and things that don't work and throw some stuff out and put some stuff in because Josh McDaniel is also – gets a lot of credit here because that Cam Newton even said it's one of the reasons why he signed a lot of Patriots fans can't stand Josh McDaniels but he did a really good job yesterday. And after the conservative first half, which, you know, that's a lot of feeling out. There was no preseason or anything like that. And once the second half started, Josh Josh McDaniels kind of showed you what would happen if you, let, if you just kind of let it rip a little bit and get a little bit aggressive between the 20s. And once you get down there, it's really kind of easy going for the Patriots. The only thing I worry about the Patriots offense, but I'm not so worried about it really because if... They're similar to the Ravens in that if you make the Patriots drop back and pass 50 times, it's probably going to be hard, and it would probably be really hard even with Tom Brady. It was. We saw it last season because of the weapons. But because of the defense right now, it's still so good, and I think they might actually be maybe not better, but I kind of like the way they match up with other teams better right now just because of how fast and and fast and physical they, they are. The only thing that really the only thing that really worries me is their kicker stinks <laughs> I can, <laughs> real, I
1: can see that yeah It is a bad kicking game man
0: there and you know, cam, cam the one good thing about cam is I just said he's great at play action and stuff like that he's great he, when he was at his peak in 2017 2018 he was great at play action one of the best and you know maybe one of the things that that hurts the Patriots as they don't have a they don't have a kicker that's great and you know if it comes down to one of those grind it out really you know just tough times tough games maybe they have a hard time because their kicker stinks maybe they should just go with the other kicker I really don't know but I think <laughs> I don't that know either <laughs> I think that you know it may be a little premature it is the first game it's the Dolphins but are we sure LB that this team doesn't have maybe a better chance to win a playoff game than last year, because they do have an identity. They will, they, they have, you can actually see like an arc for them to progress and get better. Why as last season, it was like, yeah, they need to trade for Antonio Brown or they're absolutely screwed, which this season, it's like, you know, they're doing, they're doing some stuff and they're getting better. Like you just said, they have that trajectory to get better. And with the, with the defense as it is, if it doesn't fall off the map, then they're they're probably going to be in like every game. I mean, they're it's, I mean, I think that's the interesting part about them.
1: I think you can make an argument that what we saw yesterday offensively is a better fit for what they do on defense. Because last year we saw that offense and that defense. It was just all <laughs> by the end of the year. It was just a rock fight, you know, where the defense had no compliment. The offense did not complement that defense at all, man. You have the best secondary in the NFL, in my opinion. And I I think you would probably agree. I don't, you know, second best is probably a a good ways off. I think this is definitely the best secondary in the NFL. Um, Teams can run on you a little bit, but your secondary is so good that you don't really have to worry about them passing. Granted, not every quarterback is Ryan Fitzpatrick, but this is what we saw them do last year to bad teams, bad, bad quarterbacks or whatever you want to call them. They would get three interceptions a game and they were just dominating these types of teams. And, this type of offense, they're going to certainly be more about ball control, which should work with Cam Newton at quarterback. Last year, the Patriots couldn't run the football. They just couldn't run the football. They couldn't exactly pass the football either. That wasn't working. The passing game almost became more of a liability because you were more likely to turn the football over through the air than you were on the ground. And this offense seems to complement that defense really nicely. And, you know, can they go into Seattle and win this week? Hey, who knows? I don't know. and Maybe it's a good thing that there's no fans because, you know, that that usual twelve man, isn't really a factor anymore. So maybe that's a good thing. I like you said, I think the perfect word that you just used was arc. There is a nice arc here for this offense where they should continue to get better each and every week. They're going to open up new things as they continue to do things and put things on film that they do well. And I think there is a nice arc for this offense. And one thing our buddy KP has been saying to us for a while now, and you know, he is also, he's another one. He is the biggest stand. I think in his bio, it's it's biggest Brady stand. There is. Um, He's even said one thing that cam can do better than Brady could probably even do is carry mid players that those are his words, not mine. He says, he says, cam is the best at carrying mid and, he makes a good argument. You go back to even his MVP year, it wasn't exactly Weapon Town, right? I mean, he had Greg Olson, who was a really good player. But really, those, that Panthers team was about great offensive line, and it was about a great running game. And Cam could complement those two things with his ability to run, and he was able to make it work with some of his receivers. He made Ted Ginn look like a really good player, who was a total bust for Miami. Um, he made a few other guys look really good that really were not you know, world beaters by any means. But maybe Cam is the right guy to lead this offense. Maybe, you know, his, his play style complements a lot of these guys perfectly. We saw a better game out of Harry. You know, I, I personally still expect more being a first-round pick. his fumble well, Let's talk bad, about right? him, LB. But what do you think? I mean, I just – I think expectations are still pretty low for him. Five catches, 39 yards. You know, he did his job, which, which is obviously important. I still would like to see more, though. I think that's fair. And I'm not even going to get on him about the fumble, even though we all, I think we both agree it was a terrible play. You can't do that in that situation. I'm going to look at it from just the five catches, 39 yards, right? He still needs to be better than that as a first round pick. I don't think that's unfair to say, but he at least is showing signs of getting better. Hopefully this is just the beginning. I would like to start seeing him have, you know, five catches for 68 yards, things like that. Because right now for his career, I think it's 17 catches, 144 yards. I would like to start to see him crack 10 yards per catch at least. But what did you think? Did you see encouraging signs from N'Keele here yesterday? Is it N'Keele? Or... I still haven't gotten it right. I've, he- I've heard N'Keele, and I've heard N'Keele. I don't know. That. Does it matter, actually? We just call him Keel, right? <laughs> Didn't we say that last year? We'll just call him Keel.
0: Yeah, we can. I, th- I say N'Keele, but I don't know. I don't really know what's right. I mean, maybe we should ask him on Twitter or something like that if he still likes us. So I think you're. I think you're right about Harry. I mean, <laughs> yesterday my my eye test said that he has improved in he has improved in little ways, but for like if you look at AJ Brown or like those Terry McLaurin or guys, he's still not like to that level yet. And if you would just take this game and pro- project it over 16 games, whatever, if, that's 80 catches for like 600 yards, which is to me it's. Eh. I mean, Brandon LaFell's first year here he had i think he had 900 800 yards or something like that so I, th- I you know there was there was some stuff he did well he had he had you know he fought for the first down a couple of times but i still think he needs to be a lot better for especially for the first round hype that harry got but overall not as bad as last year but sometimes slight improvements can can be good too
1: yes yeah, that's to go you at least heading in the right direction the fumble Bad. You know, I was thinking to myself, without that fumble, we might be looking at a 30 point offense yesterday. But I was also, that is, if you also counted the field goal. If, let's say, Folk makes a field goal, he doesn't fumble there. Maybe we scored 30 points yesterday, which last year, you know, I remember I used to always say, 30 points, people would say, what do you think for the game? I'd say 30 to this or 34 to this 30, you know, whatever. And always be like 34. I'll go with your number 35 to 17, but like, you know, the defense now, now it's basically, I think the Patriots are going to win 21 to 17 or 24 to 17. But yesterday they weren't that far away from scoring 30 points. Like you said, three touchdowns, four possessions in the red zone it feels like they are building towards something. Now there could still definitely be some growing pains in the coming weeks, you know, um, which should be expected. I'm, I'm fully anticipating one of those weeks where the offense doesn't look so sharp. Hopefully I'll gladly be wrong. I mean, I, at one point, you know, I, I do start to wonder here with this cast of characters without Cam Newton, what does this offense look like? And it makes me wonder if that's why they brought Cam in, in the first place. They felt, you know, he could, kind of make up for some of the deficiencies on offense. And I don't know, man, you know, because at one point it looked like Jarrett Stidham was going to start for this football team. And it was not that it wasn't that crazy. People can clown on it now, but they didn't draft another quarterback. And if their game plan all along was to sign Cam in late June, they didn't draft a quarterback that runs an offense like he does. They didn't draft a mobile quarterback. They didn't draft any quarterback. They didn't sign a quarterback that runs an offense like him. They signed Brian Hoyer, who is, I think we'd all agree he is nothing like Cam Newton and he's, he doesn't even move as well as Stidham does. And right now he's your backup quarterback. So it just makes you wonder here, you know, what, what we would be looking at without Cam Newton on offense. I don't, I don't know, man, what would we be looking? Would we be looking at Stidham throwing the ball 40 times a game? And they Uh, felt that might not get it done, (laughs) you know, 40 times, 200 yards, two picks. I mean, I don't know.
0: I know. I know for me personally, I was, Not glad to see Brady leave, but with the type of offense, like just the thought of the type of offense to run again and just like wanting to hit myself in the head with the brick every week because the Patriots are averaging 4.8 yards per play every single game. And I think maybe that was part of the thinking. Maybe I, I should have thought of it a little bit differently just because the lack of weapons, and it just really probably wasn't realistic, especially with the Patriots thinking that they wanted to contend this year to just throw them out there with Jacoby Myers, Julian Edelman, and Nikhil Harry, and that's exactly why they signed Cam. That's just it, was what I almost think
1: like, it was almost like a few weeks ago I had like an epiphany where I was just sitting on my front porch, and it just hit me, and I said, actually, I think it was the day, Maybe they cut Sanu, or maybe it was before I can't quite remember, but it it just I I forgot Sanu
0: was even on the team. LB, yeah,
1: forgot that forgot the name even existed, right? You know, who Muhammad, who and I I started thinking, wait a minute, (laughs) maybe they signed Cam Newton because it was almost like their one last, you know, what this isn't gonna get it done. We signed Cam Newton, and you know what, we just hope that he is still. That same MVP caliber quarterback that we saw, because if he is, these weapons around him are good enough. He'd still have Julian Edelman, his chain mover, which would be similar to Olsen. Obviously, completely different players, but same idea of first downs, right? Um, You give him a larger wide receiver in Harry. And, um, you know, you you get this a few other guys and you try to these wide receivers, by the way. Bird yesterday, eighty-eight percent of snaps, no catches. Oh,
0: <laughs> he was just oh. running wind sprints. Oh, he was man. doing cardio, LB. He, was doing, he cardio. was doing cardio. He must be in great shape. The guy must be in great shape. <laughs> I mean, I thought we got rid of Philip Dorsett. I was pretty sure we did, but then I looked up and there he, <laughs> he is again,
1: Jersey number.
0: And and you know what? He he had that he had that muff on the on the punt return. And initially, I was like, man, that might be on JC. But when you get benched after that, that kind of lets me know that. Yeah. That maybe it was also him, too. You
1: know why I blame him is because it's a legal play, and he needs to just know. Just at that point, get away from it. Poison. Let it drop. He, yeah, just just get away. You see all this action around you. He didn't even call for a fair catch, I don't think. No, right? he I did. Just, he, he did? Okay, so he did call for the fair no, catch. No, I don't so.
0: think he did. I, I'm and, not sure. I don't remember.
1: Yeah, I didn't even think he called for a fair catch. And, I mean, he was just... I'm not sure what he was thinking in that moment, but you could just tell watching it develop live. You're like, huh, it's getting awfully clustered down there. And there's a lot of activity around. Yeah. yeah. And then you just knew that ball was going to squirt free. And it did. And they're lucky that they got that thing back. Cause those, those can be game changers. I don't know if you remember this Bryson, um, 2015, the new England Patriots went to Denver, Chris Harper. Yeah. And I think we all know how that worked out for them in the long run. That fumble changed the complete it changed that game completely. And then the Patriots in the end, if they had won that football game, they wind up with the one seed and Denver is coming to Foxboro and you're not going to Denver. We might be talking Patriots versus Cam Newton in a Super Bowl that year, by the way. Which you kind of think about it, Chris Harper, <laughs> Chris Harper. I never really thought about it actually because think about it. I mean, Chris Harper doesn't muff that punt, and you're the one seed, and Denver comes here. You might have played Cam Newton in a Super Bowl all those years ago. So it's just kind of crazy to think about. I always think about him when people say, Do not send Edelman back to return punts. Are you crazy? I say, Well, look, you at least need somebody back there who isn't going to screw up. I don't care if he's back there to fair catch it. Sometimes that's good enough. Just don't screw up because those plays are game changers. Sometimes I wouldn't mind just not even having anybody back to return a punt. Let them go ahead and just let him get the ball at the 14-yard line or the 10-yard Screw it. It's better than blowing the entire game like Harper did, you know. But it does make it – like I said, I had this epiphany, and I said, man, maybe that's why they signed Canis. They're hoping he can still be that MVP player, and he can just carry you and just – have an awesome defense, play smart on special teams, have a great head coach, have a really smart, well-coached football team around him, and maybe he can do just enough to win you a playoff game or two or hell. I mean, they look – it's obviously the Dolphins, but I was fully prepared for them to possibly start 0-1, brand-new offense, brand-new quarterback. None of us really have expectations, right? I think that's pretty fair to say. I know you've said it quite a few times. You don't really have any expectations. Just kind of see what the season brings you. But If Cam continues to play like this and they continue to build on offense with this defense, that head coach, you know, who knows what we're looking at here? It could end up being a really fun year. I don't know. Could be.
0: I think you're exactly right, LB. Before we start talking about uh, maybe some individual offensive players that we didn't get to and then we'll go to the defense. One thing I want to say about Belichick and punt return, that moment right there scarred Belichick for the rest of his coaching career because ever since then – it's it seems like it's just like let's just throw edelman back there but edelman's a crazy person you know he's not just going to go back there and fair catch it so uh, whenever whenever you know uh, my thought is put some guy that you trust but also is kind of athletic and can make some plays because sometimes you know you might get 10 15 yards you might bust out a big punt return for a touchdown when you need it and but then bird fumbles it which makes me think just fair catch it but I think that what Belichick should do, you know, Rex Burkhead fielded punts in college and he doesn't really get a whole lot of playing time. And he's, you know, kind of athletic and he can make some people miss sometimes. And he really doesn't have fumbling problems from my knowledge. I know he's had one or two, but not really anything horrible. You have J.J. Taylor, who's super talented, who we'll get ready to talk about. But he, he feels kick returns. I just don't understand why, why Belichick is, is like, let's put bird in here. Instead of like someone like J.J. J. Taylor or, you know, someone like that, just players that maybe are more athletic, but also play a, a good role in special teams and are good. So I just like to maybe Belichick, I mean, maybe just like hears out my prayers and put someone there back there that. Is like actually good at football, and you can trust. And and, and isn't Julian Edelman because, um, <laughs> because Edelman's going to get the the punt return, and we all know. And we talked about this last season. And maybe this is the problem that I'm going to say I'll be. Maybe Edelman just like doesn't do it, and he just they put JJ Taylor out there, and Edelman just sprints out there and tackles JJ Taylor for taking his <laughs> job because we all know how Edelman got his start on offense. So maybe Edelman just sees Gunner Ozuski out there, and he just like decks him. So maybe Belichick is thinking about <laughs> yeah. that. But Edelman's a crazy person. Let's get someone else in there.
1: Never forget the Broncos 2013. They're blowing teams out of the water. Um, fourth quarter, they're up by like 40. And the team's telling Brock Osweiler, get getting the game, can't find his helmet. Peyton goes sprinting onto the field. <laughs> He's just like, yep, I'm going back in. That's probably Julian Edelman. He, put, they probably said, "Oh, hey, Bird, where's your helmet?" And he just went sprinting onto the field the second that somebody said it. You know, like he's just going crazy to go back there. And he's really good. At one point, he was the career leader in um, average punt punt yards for return or whatever. You know, <laughs> at one point, he actually held the NFL record, and he's very good at it. And, you know, I, I, I love, I think we all got on Belichick for sending Sanu back there last year, but at the same time, I do understand why people get on him for it. because You just traded a second round pick for a guy because you have an obvious lack of wide receivers and Sanu was back there and he was actually doing a good job of turning punts He at his ankle, but you can kind of see why the offense wasn't very good. They obviously needed any type of boost they could get. And. You don't want to just send any old dipshit back there because you never know if he's going to be the one to blow a football game for you, you know?
0: Yeah, you're exactly right, LB. And in front of my face right now, because of our good friend Dre, I've got some PFF premium grades. And I really trust PFF on things like offensive line, something that was good yesterday. And I know I just saw a video of Isaiah Wynn literally choke slamming someone to the ground, which I just love to see. We don't even have to replace his name with the W because it just starts with a W. <laughs> So here are some grades for yesterday's game. So Tooney, 82, which 80 anything that's all green above 80s, like anything above 70 is like decent and above 75 is good. So Tooney, 82, had a nice pass blocking grade that we expect. Shaq Mason, elite yesterday, 89.2, which is great after his last season. He, he probably wasn't so good last season. Wins, 78.4, 81.6 pass blocking grade. Really good grade, Jermaine Illuminor. Which I don't know if a lot of people heard me talking about him last year. I was I was in the camp LB, you might remember, of starting Jermaine Illuminor on the offensive line and get rid of Marshall, get rid of Cunningham and Marshall Newhouse, and they just never did it. They made him the swing. Marshall Outhouse. That's right, Marshall Outhouse. That was your name. That's that's a swear (laughs) that's a swear word. But Illuminor was good yesterday. He had a seventy five grade. He was really solid as. I mean, all these guys played well, and David Andrews had an 80 grade on his way back. So David Andrews played well. The entire offense played well. And granted, the Dolphins aren't world beaters in the front seven. But these are things you like to see. I mean, if it was bad, it'd, it'd be bad. But these are all things we like to see. And something else that I sneakily like to see, LB, J.J. Taylor, pass blocking grade, 74. which is Oh, wow. Which he's is only
1: like five, five, five,
0: six. Which is the exact same as Ryan Izzo, and point two points better than James White. And we know one thing about the Patriots: you do not play for the Patriots if you cannot pass block, especially when Tom Brady was there. So we, I know we're getting ready to talk about him. J.J. Taylor showed showed a little bit of something to both of us yesterday, but now that this shows, he's pass blocking well as well. So, you know. It, he is a rookie, and we just talked about it. This is this year, especially because there was no preseason, and and the off season was a, just really weird. So I think with Duggar, all the rest of these young guys, I think they're going to take it slow, maybe until the bye week, and they won't have a real role probably until the bye week. But JJ Taylor yesterday, I mean, if he got 30 more snaps a game, I would not be mad. I mean, granted, he is like five six, and probably. A read-option offense maybe isn't the best thing for him, but maybe some you know play-action stuff and get maybe just 15 to 20. I feel like JJ Taylor like need, he like needs 10 touches a game because he's just super he's just a super talented player. And I think I've watched Sony Michelle for the past what two three years, and JJ Taylor m- made my pop more than Sony, and he just has he just seems to have better vision and and better better command of with the ball in his hands. He's just more talented. I mean, what do you think about J.J. Taylor? Did you like what you saw?
1: Oh, I loved what I saw because I'm not the tallest guy myself, and I'm watching this guy, you know, look for contact, and he just absolutely trucked one guy one time. And I was thinking, oh, boy, do I like this kid. I loved what I saw from him at Arizona. And I remember everybody would show those highlights, and you're thinking he looks like Deion Lewis, but, you know, he can run people over more than Deion Lewis could. I love what I saw from this kid, man. I think everybody's been kind of excited about the idea of him. We all kind of hope that, you know, there was a lot of Jeff Thomas hype in the offseason. I think J.J. Taylor was kind of second on that hype train. But you know what? Kid made the team look like he was originally a cut. They brought him back, right? It all went down kind of funky. But what matters is that he's here. He played really well. And I don't think... I think he absolutely earned himself more snaps. I don't think he hurt himself. I don't think he lost snaps. He, The way he played, he's going to get more playing time now. He bought himself some more playing time. He played really well. He was exciting, truthfully. He was exciting. I think one thing that we could probably say, there was more exciting plays yesterday from this offense, and we can probably count in two, three-game spans last year on offense. You know what I mean? And Sony, I know you're not a big Sony guy, so I know you you know it's it's not that you don't like Sony. You just you're not a big fan of first down running backs. I don't want to put words in your mouth. I believe that's the case, right? You're not a big fan of first round running backs. But um, yeah.
0: I think JJ Taylor proved proved why you don't really need you don't really need to maybe draft the running back in the first round because you can find a little guy like JJ Taylor. And the Patriots are smart. They know where to find they know where to find running backs. I mean, look at Rex Burkhead. I mean, I just think the Patriots are just smarter than that. But I think anyway. you're right.
1: I, th- J. I think J. J. Taylor, Taylor made, made your point for you yesterday. You know, he was undrafted. How good have they been at finding these undrafted guys, man? JC Jackson and just they've become so good at it. They're better at finding these undrafted kids than drafting them, maybe, you know? But I loved what I saw from Taylor yesterday. And I love the fact that he brought up his pla- pass blocking grade because, like you said, if you can't pass block in New England, you will not see the field.
0: Absolutely not, Ob. I think the last thing on offense, which relates to the offense that may, we're going to get into, that wasn't so football related. Did did you actually did you see Kyle Van Noy yesterday? Because if it wasn't Kyle for Van like, um, you know, if it wasn't for that whole chain snatching incident where Kyle Van Noy and Roberts were kind of involved a little bit, I, you could have told me that he was on IR and I would have believed you. I would have been like Kyle Van Noy. I I didn't see him. I maybe I think I saw him once at at the beginning of the game when Cam Newton made him look like a buffoon when he he just they ran the read option to his side and Cam owned, and that was really it from from Kyle Van Noy, who I'm a big fan of, but. Just kind of has been running, running as he ran his mouth a little bit about the Patriots. I asked Gilmore if they'd, if they texted him yet. Of course, he didn't respond. But, but me and Gilmore, <laughs> very good friends on Twitter. We're very, very good friends. friends. Yeah. But, but, you know, Roberts, our guy was in there. We love Roberts, but he was in there too. But just a really a clown show by the Dolphins after you get your butt kicked for four quarters by Cam Newton and try to steal his chain, which is like, I think he said it makes him feel closer to his children and, I think it has something to do with children like that. But just what a clown show by the Dolphins.
1: I mean, Cam Newton was the last free agent quarterback to be signed. And he just came in and just ran it down your throat all day long. This guy pretty much came in off the street and his, you know, he looks, I saw one great tweet. It said that, uh. Cam Newton's here to play football. And then he's going to figure out who framed Roger rabbit, which is just perfect. And, you know, cause if it was out, <laughs> so basically he showed up detective Newton, you know, maybe that's going to be his name. Now the, the detective showed up, kicked your ass in football. And then you wanted to push him around after the game, because, you know, he just basically made you look silly. He's been here for how long, you know, showed up just before the start of July. He was, you know, he had a month of being here and then training camp came and, Team captain and all that, and, you know, all of a sudden after the game, you're pushing this guy around. I guess, you know what, I guess I'd be mad too if somebody came in off the street and just made me look silly. And cam- yeah, you know, It's a shame with Kyle Van Noy because player-wise, I really liked him as a Patriot. He's a really good football player, but, boy, is he just a total goof. He's just a total doofus. Just doofus Van Noy. I started calling him Cringe Van Noy, you know, with the whole booger man. Never forget the boogeyman era. You know, I like <laughs> I like to call him the boogerman. I know you were really not into it because, and let me just say, Van Noy got, gets all the slack for it. He shouldn't because it wasn't just him. You know, Dante Hightower was, was selling his own boogeyman hoodies and everything. And he was pushing them. I know you remember that too. And it wasn't all just on Van Noy, but he kind of started the whole thing. His mouth, he really loves to run his mouth. I don't know what it is. He's a good football player, but calm down, man. You know? And, uh, hey, you know what? If I just got totally wrecked and owned by some dude who just walked in off the street, I'd probably be upset too, I guess. So maybe, uh, I don't know. I think it's funny. And I was just, here's what I was kind of thinking was, I love seeing some of that fire, some of that personality out of the Patriots. They all think they're going to start with them. I think think it originated where somebody having an issue with one of his linemen. He goes in, he gets his linemen back. And again, going back to that leadership word, Goes in, gets his linemen's back, and before you know it, we have a little bit of a scuffle. But this Patriots team has some life, Bryce, and they have some life, man. Even going back a couple of weeks, we heard the uh, <laughs> when, when Cam called uh, Harry Doughboy, and, and they all they all have nicknames. You know, he, he's got a few for uh, Edelman. He calls him Highway Eleven. I think a few different things, and I'm probably I'm, I'm there's there's more nicknames than just that. But it seems like they're having fun and and they enjoy playing with one another which is really kind of nice to see.
0: Yeah, football is fun again, LB. Oh, Did you no. Like
1: it? <laughs> oh, yeah. I see what you're doing. And then, nope, we're not talking about Lane Johnson, football is fun again, you say.
0: What do you mean? Oh, I mean, um, I mean this, some former <laughs> Patriots quarterback said football is fun again. It seems like football is a little bit more fun for the Patriots right now. Yes.
1: <laughs> I think that's fair to say. Football is more fun for the New England Patriots right now. We love Tom Brady. We love Rob Gronkowski, even though I always thought he was kind of a doofus himself. But you always hear that fun word when it comes up, right? You hear that fun word, man. Amendola, uh, Wes Welker, Asante Samuel. All of the, the fun word. Fun, 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 fun. But I think you said it right, brother. I think the Patriots had more fun yesterday than the Buccaneers.
0: I think... You're exactly right, O'B. I think we talked we I think we did a good job talking about the offense there. We talked about the Red Zone, Harry McDaniels, JJ Taylor, all the all the standout how how cam did his leadership stuff like that. A little, starting with the defense a little bit here, you know we slandered the kicker a little bit, which we all should slander the kicker because kickers really they're not human beings. let's just be honest. So with the defense, we start. <laughs> let's start with the report we heard yesterday, LB, which is something that we actually said on this podcast in March. Gilmore name floated in the off to be traded. He, I know you said he he missed He was out for six days or whatever. I think he faked a hamstring inju- injury and and got what he wanted or whatever. He got he did get a, ra- a pay raise or I, I really don't know what what the whole deal was. But the Patriots they they did. I mean, they, they considered briefly trading Stephon Gilmore, and I think that's very interesting.
1: Well, it's definitely interesting for a number of reasons. It makes you wonder. My mind, this is where my mind, the way my mind works. It makes me start to wonder, okay, well, they were willing to trade the reigning defensive player of the year right after, you know, are they thinking J.C. Jackson? We got to pay this guy? Are they thinking... We could use this cap elsewhere. What are they thinking? What's the mindset behind that? I'm glad they didn't. I think ultimately they probably decided they'd rather have the player than the picks, which definitely happens. But you can't help but wonder what the game plan was there. They, they considered it. I know you've said this in the past. People don't like to hear it. Cornerbacks, they hit 30, and what do they do, Bryson?
0: They absolutely fall off a cliff. I know I took a look. At Revis Uh, Rivas, I mean, Sherman's kind of playing well, but if you just look at the elite corners in the air, once they hit 30, it's just, and I think maybe the Patriots were thinking that too. And, and, you know, they do have a lot of very talented corners, and, you know, Belichick is pretty good at finding corners, and maybe if they got the right haul, they would trade them, which I wouldn't, personally, you know, it's nice to have Gilmore, but I would not blame them for for tr- actually trading him. So I'm not mad at the Patriots at all. You know, maybe they could have got a first round pick and some more and some other stuff like that. You know, they would have barely freed up some cap, but looking towards the future, you know, yeah, I don't blame them at all and maybe this is a good, maybe this is perhaps a good sign for JC Jackson whose agent is Drew Rosenhaus, which we know that I don't think he gets along too well with the Patriots, but Drew's pretty good at securing massive deals for for players. I'm on the JC Jackson train. I thought he looked like the best corner yesterday. My prediction in the offseason was that he'd be the best corner on the Patriots this year. Had he had I think he was second on the Patriots in cover grade yesterday. JC looked pretty good. I mean, what what'd you think about the defense, LB? I mean, you you played in the NFL for a few years. What did you think?
1: <laughs> As a former NFL player, uh you guys would know who I was, but I actually died on my first play. Uh, <laughs> I just never played again. <laughs> it. Just, there wasn't, but but uh, the defense I thought was excellent. They picked right. They picked up right where they left off. I know people will say it's just the Dolphins, but you know what? This is what the Patriots did last year, and I know you've pointed this out a few times that defenses historically after a year like this they drop off a little bit, right? I know it's just the Dolphins, but they looked like the same defense yesterday that they looked like last year versus. You know, bad quarterbacks, bad offenses, whatever. You know, look at it any way you want to. Call them a great offense, call them a bad offense. They look like the same offense. They look like the same defense that we saw last year versus, you know, teams of that caliber where they just basically (laughs) made them look silly. Um, Three interceptions versus Fitzpatrick. Um, You know, I, I think the Dolphins were able to run the ball a little bit, but it didn't really matter. You know, it didn't make much of a difference. Look at the, uh, I know it's something you've said for a long time, and I've, I've really kind of come around to it because look at the, the January playoff loss versus the Titans. Henry had all those rushing yards, and, you know, they scored, what was, what was that? 14 to 13, right, before the pick six, which is not to be. I'm sorry for bringing it up, but, you know, it, it was really a 14 to 13 football game, and they ran the ball all over the Patriots. It didn't really make much of a difference. So, you know, maybe that's the plan. Let teams run the ball a little bit. Go crazy, run the ball like uh, Akib Tlaib said back in 2013 when they actually came back and beat the Denver Broncos. He said, "Hey, we played single side safety, man. We just wanted to, we just wanted to let Peyton, you know, check out of those pass play and run the football." I, I don't do my keep, my keep like, you know, it sucks. Mindset is to win. That was I loved that guy. Akib Tlaib was the man, but. He said, hey, we wanted them to run the ball. Go ahead and run the ball. We would rather let you run the ball. And teams to see how they're going to want to run the ball because I don't think they're going to be all that eager to throw the football against the Patriots, not this secondary. So defense was awesome. Loved that I saw it. Loved what Wino looked like. Winovich looked awesome. Um, you know, there was there was no real egregious. There was, I know, even, even on some of the run plays they gave up, nobody really stood out as just being really bad. You know what I mean? When I used to watch the 2009 Patriots and that, uh, maybe 08, 09, that time frame, I remember I used to watch Gary Guyton, and this guy was just so god awful. He just sucked. Linebacker, he just absolutely sucked. I didn't see that yesterday. You know, they have all these young kids out there. I didn't see anybody just looking terrible. Yeah, you know, there was some mistakes and things like that, but nobody looked like they didn't belong,
0: you know? Yeah, I agree with you, LB, and in front of me, because of our good friend Dre, I have the grades right here, and and Chase Winovich, who we just talked about, he looked much stronger, and I, I was really impressed with the Wino there. Calls himself a scientist in private, but is actually a beast. I mean, I know he he looks really small, but he uh, has apparently gotten a lot strong, stronger this offseason. I know you talked about it, too. Just He looked very good. I mean, Lawrence Guy had a good game, 70 grade, Jawan Bentley had a 69.2 grade. That's good. John Jones 75.9. J.C. Jackson 81.5. I think Terrence Brooks' coverage grade struggled a little bit. I know uh, Mack played decent, and I think Gilmore got a kind of a bad grade because of his penalties and probably just overall not getting targeted a whole lot. But J.C. Jackson was was just he was just awesome. J.C. Jackson is really awesome, and and the other guy who is I'm really glad to see has a role on the team and maybe it's a good thing that some guys opted out maybe this is really good for him and the patriots development is in their secondary Juwan Williams did a great job yesterday eight, the highest grade on the patriots defense, defense yesterday 85.1 and the eye test told me that he he also played very well so Juwan Williams did a great job and he was and I know on that J.C. Jackson pick, I think he got a hand up on it. So he he really did a good job covering tight ends and in that area they're gonna miss, they they're gonna miss Chung and guys like that. But Jawan Williams is in there, and he did a good job. And the other guy that did a great job was Adrian Phillips, who I know both of us love. And the reason why I like the Patriots maybe defense a little bit more, I don't know if they're gonna be better. Is just they're just they're just super fast. I mean they have all these guys that are just super fast. Adrian Phillips, I mean Juwan Williams is not super fast, but if he's playing, he's playing in the box and playing on your tight ends. That's a, that's a lot faster than someone like Kyle Van Noy or Hightower in there. They really don't have they don't have a whole lot of guys on their team that's super slow. I mean, the only real guy that's super slow on on their team that's in in their front seven is. Juwan Bentley as far as linebackers go and that's that's really it the other guys are super fast which is something I I love to see the Patriots change you know they they were always that thumper Brandon spikes kind of deal and now they've kind of switched (laughs) their philosophy into into some super fast guys and athletic guys and guys that can play. Position, just all sorts of positions and their secondary looks good and I didn't even see John Jones yesterday But that might be me just the first game My eyes aren't really trained to pick people out and and see people but he had a good game I mean all these guys played well, and that's always a good sign. If they sucked, then then it would be a bad sign, but all these guys played well. I mean, window popped. I mean, anyone else pop out for you, LB, that you just thought, man. I mean, I know Derek Rivers had a sack. I wasn't so high on him. Maybe he earns himself a role this year, and that's that's really good to see, obviously. A lot of guys were happy to him. Anyone else pop out for you on defense, LB? Hmm. You know, I – Our boy Dietrich <laughs> think... Wise had a decent game yesterday.
1: Yep, he's a player I like. He's just – He's good. I used to call it the the weekly wise boner because he would have one or two plays where it was just a complete bonehead play, and you'd say, "Dude, what are you doing?" Player wise, I like him. I think he's a talented guy. He just would do these doofus things, just like a total goof, and he would make these horrible decisions. But if he can knock that crap off, I think he's a good player. Um, you know, I, I thought it's it, it seems like you pretty much got them all. The main guy that, that really popped would have to be Jawan Williams, who uh, he lived up to that, that second grade, that second round pick yesterday. If This is the type of player he's going to be totally worth it. Um, Phillips had a nice interception. So who had the interceptions? Gilmore Phillips Jackson. Yep. I'll take that. I'll take those, you know, and, and I, I don't know, man, that secondary is scary and they lost Patrick Chung, but Think about it. I mean, you got Jackson, you got Jones, you got Gilmore, you got, if Williams is going to be this type of player, if you, you know, you got Devin McCourty, you got Jason McCourty. who's was kind of an unsung guy. I know he's not a true um, number two corner, but he's still a, you know, he's a really good football player to have on your team. He's the type of guy you want on your side. This secondary is really something else. And if these young linebackers are going to develop like this, this team has a lot of youth and, you know, I don't know what the future holds for Stephon Gilmore, but he's at least here this year. We know that much. I don't know. This, this secondary is just scary. And if Winovich continues to develop like this, like you said, Wise made some plays. Uh, Derek Rivers had himself a sack, which is nice to see. It's a, it's a fun defense to watch. I'll say that much. I know a lot of people expect some drop off, including myself. You lose Dante Hightower, Jamie Collins. Uh, Kyle Van Noy and a Landon Roberts, by the way, those are your t- four. You lost your top four linebackers from last year. And I wouldn't say watching the game yesterday, you watched and you said, oh, boy, these linebackers are all rookies. They are just in trouble. You know, you know what I mean? The, you didn't see that. You didn't see anybody just more so than anybody popping. Nobody jumped off the screen. It's just not belonging which to me was a really important thing. Nobody just stood out. We said, oh my God, this guy sucks. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because if anybody watched some of those late 2000s Patriots defense, early 2010s Patriots defenses, there were quite a few guys on that defense. That you could watch and say, oh my goodness,
0: this guy is terrible. But Swear words. They were swear words.
1: <laughs> they were <Arrington>. saying. <laughs> <laughs> it's amazing. Aaron carved up a nice little career for himself because boy I mean he had some bad moments and uh, man Darius Butler. some of these guys were just brutal to watch Alfonso Denard, Dennard whatever. I actually met him once. he's not a bad, not a bad guy, really small guy actually but I was very impressed with the defense, very impressed with the offense truthfully. I thought it was a great team win man. Kicker stinks. You know what, I should use this moment to apologize to Steven Dostowski too, by the way.
0: Yeah, I need to apologize also. For absolutely nothing, Ghost, you coward.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's what you get for not coming back and signing with the Patriots, dude. <laughs> you suck. F you. F you, Steven Dostowski.
0: You yeah. loser. I'm feeling pretty bad about the kicker situation right now. I kind of just want them to promote the young guy and let it fly because, uh, what I don't know.
1: Tattoo. I don't know.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Tattoo man. Yeah. (laughs) I've got, you know, I've got, I've gotten great word that he's actually a great guy.
1: Yep. I know you're friends with a, with a former teammate that is right.
0: Yep. Said, uh, he was a great guy. So, I mean, yeah.
1: maybe it was ignorance on uh. this part it really might have been you know sometimes I know I know I probably got some tattoos when I was 18 that I look back on now and saying wow I was an idiot nothing, nothing alt right or anything like that though <laughs>
0: I know. I think. <laughs> Other no,
1: political.
0: I think you know. I feel really good about the Patriots right now. I'm really excited for the rest of the season. I just ordered my Cam shirt, and actually now is probably a good time to read the code. I mean, Title Talk fans, here it comes. And Ob, he could probably use the code right now. I mean, he probably won't though because he's just nice and he loves <laughs> you guys. I won't
1: do that. I won't do that. I promise. But Let you, me get a pen real quick.
0: Here, get out your pen. Get out your pen. Here's the coupon code: thirty <laughs> percent off at the Patriots Pro Shop because we love you so much. Six. B as in boy, 3, 2, 2, T as in train, D as in damn Tom Brady sucked yesterday, L as in Tom Brady lost yesterday, 2, Q, X as in Cam Newton is the X factor, and T as in Isaiah Wynn is the best tackle on earth. And there's your code. And um, there it is replay it back write it down again and and there you go 30 percent off that that's that's just for you go buy your cam newton shirt and and there you go and and that that's for the title talk fans thanks for listening to our first episode but i think before we finish lb we've got two corners to come in here that will probably consistently go i know lb's not he, he's really not keen keen on loving the bucks and i mean i mean really i'm not either i just like tom brady but maybe me and Alonzo talk more Bucks. But let's go into our Bucks corner, and then we can go into Jim Corner because there's kind of a lot to talk about with the Bucks after their first game. I know personally, fascinating. they are fascinating. It is interesting <laughs> after the first drive. I'm not gonna lie. I, I. Uh, I was probably three fourths there, if you know what I mean. After seeing Tom, after seeing Tom Brady, there's a semi, I think They
1: call that.
0: <laughs> I was kind of there after the, but then, uh, then after that, it kind of went downhill a little bit. We'll we'll talk some Bucks Corner. I know a lot of runs, a lot of first down runs. Maybe that's Brady's fault. I think the big takeaway from here is uh, I'm glad to feel like verified as saying before the season that Gronk is just absolutely not good. And for me, I know Brady left, and I was glad to see the Patriots and Brady part ways in the way they did. But for Gronk, I mean, selling—he was—he he took the season off. He he sold CBD, his CBD products at the Patriots, at Patriots place, and the Patriots did a whole lot of stuff for him. I know they tried to trade him, whatever. You know, it's a player's game. Maybe I'm wrong, but I just I just got a bad vibe from from Gronk, and then he leaves, and it probably is. Honestly, he might be like 70% of the reason why Tom Brady's not here. But Gronk looked very bad yesterday and Bra and Tom Brady for as smart as Tom Brady is, which is why, you know, we just hold him to a much higher standard for how smart Tom Brady is. Why does he like Gronk so much? Does he just remember know. does he just remember like the 2011 Gronk and because I'm watching I watched Gronk in 2018, he definitely wasn't the same player. Took a year off and then um, he's just looks so slow and he's not really blocking and he just looks really bad. Gronk looks bad. And if I were Gronk, I'd probably like fake an injury and r- just retire again because <laughs> yes. this season might be really bad for him. But that was my big takeaway from the game is, you know, Brady and the offense struggled a little bit. And it's probably maybe because of Brady's false sense of reality of who Gronk is and, um, I know there's a lot of first down runs and there's a lot of evidence to show that that probably is Tom Brady's call And maybe Tom Brady should think about letting Jesus take the wheel Bruce Arians and just letting him Have his hands on the offense because I think it is Tom Brady's offense So, you know, but the bucks I didn't have him winning yesterday. I think they probably they'll he'll have some good games and whatever but I think you can start to see tangibly just that little bit of decline. I know he had some, some, had some really awesome passes, but you can talk about it better than the LB. Those outs, that ain't it anymore.
1: I, it's something I've been on since really last year, last summer. He just cannot uh, – I know some don't want to admit it. There isn't as much zip to those bad boys as it used to be. I go back to Super Bowl 51, I know that um, – you know exactly this couple of the throws I'm talking about to the Amandola on a few of those outs. I think Hogan was on the other end of one of them. And I mean, he was just slinging those bad boys. Like it was like, it was like, it was nothing. Those look like a struggle to me. Now they kind of just hang a little bit longer than they used to be. There isn't as much zip to them. It's kind of been something that, that we've been able to notice now for A few years, I think, even by the AFC Championship game versus Kansas City, Brady had some amazing throws. Um, Usually, they're a straight straight line ahead of him, even on some of his best throws. The ball was just hanging more than it used to be. It's hard to explain. The ball just doesn't have that straight line on a rope like it used to, Um, which is fine because, you know, he's still a very – I think he's still a good quarterback. I don't think he is – I think it's disingenuous to pretend that Tom Brady in 2020 is the same quarterback that we saw even versus the Eagles in Super Bowl 51. I think that would be doing a disservice to how great, how good he was. Um, at this, and, and you know, I see some people kind of getting on on the coaches, getting on different things, and, and you just kind of say, you know, he chose this. I was honestly rooting against the entire situation. By the end of the game, I did kind of feel bad. You know, you start seeing all the memes, all the people saying things. <laughs> this year means nothing to me for Tom Brady. He could go out and throw 40 interceptions, and I'll be honest, it doesn't impact his legacy one bit for me.
0: He's still He's the greatest go.
1: quarterback ever. <laughs> yeah, and it's, it's by a mile, by the way. It's not even close. LB, it's I've got some close. breaking news. Uh-oh, what is it? What do we got?
0: It's really not breaking news, but it just kind of maybe our points about Tom Brady being <laughs> – a little bit, um, mentally not there. Maybe Bucks coach Bruce Arians on Tom Brady. He looked like Tom Brady in practice all the time. So it's kind of unusual to see that in a ball game because they didn't do things that we didn't get ready for everything they did. We thought we were ready for. So I, think Unreal. I don't like
1: I think, it. Don't like it. I don't like it. I don't like the way this coach is handling Tom Brady at all. You think Brady, Brady, and then I think to my, I start getting mad, like almost like he's still on my team. And then, you know, and then I think Brady signed up for this. He wanted this. He wanted to have fun again. But I'm sorry. Bruce Arians is looking like a real just moron clown to me here. Like he's who does this? People used to think Bill was Bill's a lot of things. OK, and he's not exactly the nicest guy, you know, um, but he never once ever. After a game, he did throw Brady under the bus once. I'm not going to say he didn't. We all know. You have to ask, ask Tom, you have to ask the quarterback about that one. Footballs, whatever. Won't even, story for another day. But after a bad football game, Bill would never sit there and say, Yeah, well, Tom made the wrong read or Tom did this wrong. I mean, what is, I, I don't know. I don't like it. Not a big fan of it. I've never really been big on hearings anyways. I don't like it. I don't know. To come out and say, We've seen the same. I, Who is this? Who are you? I don't know. Who are you, Bruce Arians? What if we have a scene from you and like, what do you do? Your biggest game ever. You got your ass kicked by the Cardinals. What was the score? 46 to 10 or something. Like, who are you? I don't know. And then I remember, you know, Brady signed up for this. He wanted to leave. Maybe, you know, who he went. who knows what happened, right? I mean, a lot of things seem to have happened that, that drove the Patriots apart, but my God, man, you know, Belichick—he doesn't do that to his players. Can you name one time Belichick after a game put the blame on a player, or his players, or by name? Said, <laughs> I can't think of once.
0: No, <sighs> def- no, definitely not. You know, Bruce
1: Arians talking down on Tom Brady. It's like, dude, who are you? You, you Bruce Arians. You brought him <laughs> in. You gave him thirty million a year for two years. You, could, you acted like everything was gonna be great. You know, you, you prepared him for it. Well, maybe you didn't do a good job preparing him for it, dude. He's really just – he really said that? He said he, we prepared him for it?
0: He's – yeah, he basically said I need
1: to do a better job coaching. Shit on Bill all you want for a lot of things. Bill, the GM, not that he's, – he's made his mistakes. Bill is not perfect. He would never come out after a game and say, hey, well, we prepared Dante Hightower for that, so <laughs> – the only time Bill does that is when, you know, they show Malcolm Butler what to do and he makes the kid save and get it section. That's when Bill lets you know he prepared him for it. But you don't see him saying, "Hey, you know, it's not our fault that uh, he sucked today. We we prepared him for it. So don't look at me, look at Tom." He really just pointed at the finger and said, "Don't look at me, look at Tom." Essentially, didn't he? I mean,
0: he definitely did. I think you're right, LB. You know I can see where it comes from, but I think that maybe our good friend our very good friend Tom Brady. Maybe he just needs some tough love right now because like I said, hey, it just kind of seems like, you know, he thinks Gronk's good and you know, he's <laughs> running yes. on uh, running halfback dives 1 million times and just I mean that passed I mean, Tom Brady had, I think by my count had five or six like wow, awesome passes, but then there was just like that Evans pass. You know, I know Bruce Arian said Evans did the right thing and Tom Brady was wrong, but he Brady was thrown in the too deep safety like it wasn't a good it wasn't a good pass anyway. I think maybe Brady has just reached the point of his career where he just he thinks his big brain is like bigger than it actually is and maybe he needs maybe they should take some control out of his hands and maybe Bruce does need to you know slap him on the wrist publicly and and maybe that'll help him out but I really don't know. I mean, I don't we like – We do know Thompson. Bill would get on
1: Brady and he would sit in meetings and say the quarterback at Foxborough High down the road can make that pass. Right. And it worked though, right? I mean, Brady's greatness is undeniable. It works. So I don't – Bruce Arians trying this approach. It could go – I don't know. It could go wrong for him because, I mean, you could have players in that locker room right now too thinking – you're gonna have players that think, hey, Bruce is right. Tom effed up. You have players sitting there saying, hey, that's not cool. He shouldn't say that. Tom's our quarterback. I don't know. It just doesn't seem that wise to me. Yeah, you it might have like a
0: real bold strategy. You might you might be right, LB. You might be right. You know, the funny thing about the Bucks game yesterday was David Andrews liking liking the tweet about tom brady making a terrible mistake absolute power move by david andrews i don't i don't know if he's i don't know if he unliked it yet or what but he definitely did like it (laughs) someone sent it to me so absolute power move by david andrews poking fun at tom brady but you know the bucks they i think their their defense it really it was a little bit better than even i thought yesterday with the pick six and all the you know bad situations the offense put it together so maybe tom brady and can figure this thing out, and he'll have some good games, and maybe that'll make Tom Brady fans feel a little bit better. But it, it didn't look so good last week.
1: I will say this: it's usually not a wise bet to bet against Tom Brady.
0: I will say that many
1: times you're going to lose that bet.
0: Exactly, exactly. You're totally right, LB. Anything about the Patriots and Bucks we just totally missed out on, LB?
1: Um. I guess we, we covered Gronk's two catches, 11 yards, huh? Um, we could talk about the 11 yards. Let's see. Was there anything we missed out on? Oh, how about the fact that he goes there for Mike Evans, Chris Godwin? Um, you know, Fournette signs up to join the party. He uh, has those three tight ends. Great. I really like. He has Miller. Uh, I'm sorry, OJ, uh, OJ Howard. And he falls in love with the little white dude named Scotty. <laughs> it couldn't be a more perfect name for a Brady wide receiver. Whether they like his new weapon to just be named Scotty Miller. What's up, Scotty? Like it just—I don't know. It just fits perfect, huh? Just perfect. Yeah. That's peak Tom Brady. So maybe he really is going to go for five thousand yards this year. Julian, a white guy named Scotty.
0: Julian, Wes, and Scotty.
1: <laughs> Scotty, I just love it. Scotty Miller. Scotty Miller and they have like this connection, like they've played together for all these years. Him and Evans, you know, Evans and him, they don't look all that sharp right now. They don't. (laughs) Evans is this guy who's had over a thousand yards every year in his NFL career. If he goes over a thousand this year, he breaks the record to start a career. And you know, they don't look like they're quite there yet. Him and Godwin look pretty good together, but the real connection is him and Scotty Brady to Scotty baby.
0: Oh yes, we love to see that. I didn't play fantasy football this year, so I can't. I can't really uh, brag about me having Scotty Miller in fantasy, which would be absolutely <laughs> awesome if you drafted him in the whatever round it would have been or undrafted. But yeah, it was you know it was fun for a few minutes, and then then uh, it sort of not became so fun. So I'm I'll on be- the opposite
1: side. I've taken the stance that it's almost kind of fun to be. <laughs> <laughs> against it all because it's been so easy to root for brady being the greatest qb ever by a wide margin in my opinion you know and, and to root for him and the patriots it, it was very easy over the years you know what i mean so i felt like you know being on the opposite side and you know, first it was really fun and it was just and then by the end of the game i was just kind of not liking it to see him in another uniform just looks hideous It just just not right it just doesn't sit right you know it just yeah. just feels wrong
0: yeah i think you're right I think yeah, I think I think we touch on all bases LB. I think we had a great first podcast. No ring rust at all. We were just went right at it. And I think we can get into Gym Corner. We we always do gym corner, so we have to at least talk a little bit about Gym Corner. These are always interesting. I, I'm
1: fascinated to see uh see what you got going on at your local local gym there. Did you ever get a new gym membership by the way? You were thinking about leaving the gym you were at
0: you know i'm glad we talked about it because i did get a new gym membership so i have two gym memberships right now so that's the update is so, got...
1: so you're still paying this other guy too aren't you
0: yeah i've got two gym <laughs> memberships right <laughs> See, now you know you couldn't do it i got
1: you just two... don't pay him you just don't go anymore
0: well I, I i get yearly gym memberships at my local gym because i just just want to give them the money and be over with and just not yeah. think about it for a while yeah <laughs> yeah so, so
1: Help yourself. Here's my money. I'm not coming back, but don't <laughs> worry. That's what they want, you know. Gyms want that. They want you. What well, they want you to pay them and not show up. That that's the big scam and uh, their New Year's deals, you know. They want exactly. you to pay them. Find it. Yeah, you know it. You know all about it. They they want you to not show up. <laughs> it's like you're thinking like, hey, I got you, buddy. I'm not even coming back. And he's like, Hey,
0: this is great. <laughs> well, I am coming back because I got a gym <laughs> membership in, in another town. Um where my girlfriend stays i got a gym membership there so i can work out there and it's not you know i always need to, i always need to go to the gym or if i don't exercise and run and i'm you know i'm not an athlete or anything like that if i don't exercise and run i get weird and it's just one of those things i like doing i know i've lost a lot of weight this offseason and and i'm in pretty good shape for myself this offseason but so i got a new gym membership and i and you know for all the gym bros that love our show and stuff like that i, I really hate to tell you this but I got a gym membership at Planet Fitness, and it's really just because I like the treadmills and stuff like that. And the hardest part about this, you know, they take my temperature every time I get in there. I don't care. they but they they're they're making us wear a mask in there, which I don't have a problem with. I you know, i I'll run with the mask on and I'll work out with the mask on. It doesn't bother me at all. I just feel like it's something we should do. But like the weird thing is is that you wouldn't think about is because I'm not an athlete, I'm not Cam Newton like running on the treadmill with a mask on. It's not hard per se to do it. But if you're looking like when you run, you don't know when you're on the treadmill, how much you look down at your feet and make sure you like you're in the space you should be. There's been so many times where like I'm <laughs> on the treadmill. And I'm like. I might die today because I can't see the, I can't see my feet and I'm just like running and, and can't see my feet at all. And I'm every time I'm like, man, this is like playing with fire. One of these days I'm going to like hit the hit the side of the treadmill and fall and and break my neck. And I don't have insurance right now because I'm waiting, I'm waiting to get new insurance. So I actually don't even have insurance. So I'm just totally playing with fire, going to the gym and lifting and running and stuff like that. But so that's the update on me. And the thing about Planet Fitness is that, I don't know if you've ever been to one, but like it's very good for stuff like cardio and stuff like that. But I hate to tell you this, guys at Planet Fitness, but you are, how I don't know how I can say this nicely, you are even lower IQ than the people at my local gym bro gym. Like, like all the manners and the gym stuff we talk about, like it's... It's, I it's just like thrown out the window there and like and they just do incredibly stupid stuff like shrugging with the shrugging big weight with the smith machine like just stuff that like you really probably sh- don't or shouldn't have to do just a lot of really stupid things are done at planet of fitness while i'm watching people lift and it makes me like just not want to lift and i haven't actually I haven't been lifting as much lately because i feel like an idiot around <laughs> these people
1: they forced you out. Planet Fitness just got you out of the gym. You were like, you know what? I, I, I'm i going to try a new gym. My local gym's not doing it for me. I'm going to keep paying them, but I'm not showing back up. Uh, so I'll go to the new gym. I'm going to go to Planet Fitness. <laughs> I'm not going there either. This kind of sucks. You're going to wind up probably paying about 14 gyms uh, and only going to maybe one of them, you know? And hey, what can you do? Do they still have the Lunk alarm at, at Planet Fitness?
0: I was thinking about that. I don't think they did. I know it started to make some big sounds, and it wasn't because I was just lifting that, just because I don't don't pay attention sometimes. But maybe they did. Maybe I should actually try to, like, set the lunk alarm off sometimes one day and just record it and post it on Twitter.
1: (laughs) I guess they did it to, like, embarrass people. If anything, like, most of the gym gym nuts probably would have actually loved it, been like, hey, look at me. I I just set off the
0: lunk alarm. (laughs) <laughs> i was doing
1: big weight <laughs> yeah, that's pretty good beers but i had impression right there actually you should have just seen it babe i just set off the long alarm i dropped the 50s on the ground i couldn't even control myself i did 14 reps it's just like one great now when you're, do they do they at least have their treadmills uh with like a line of of treadmills in front of it so like when you're running there are other people running in front of
0: you yeah they, they I, so the way they have it is like they have um they have like these little signs on some treadmills and they say they're like inoperable for social distancing, social distancing. So there's so many treadmills in between all of us and, and stuff like that. So we're not like running around each other and there's good places. I mean, they're all very clean gyms. So it's like, it's very easy to lift in and understand, like you should clean up after yourself. And like this, this is just like the new normal now, which I never thought would happen, but so we just wear masks everywhere and work out. It's really not that big of a deal at all. I mean, I know personally I've stopped wearing cutoffs in the gyms just because I sweat so much just to, <laughs> as a safety precaution. just So I'm not like sweating all over other people or anything like that when I run. But uh, yeah, that's, that's really about the it. That's really about it. I'm running at Planet Fitness. And uh, if you see me at Planet Fitness, don't slander me. I know I slander Planet Fitness for all those years, but <laughs> here I am.
1: Hey, it's a gym membership, man. Honestly, it's really just about convenience sometimes. And truthfully, all, all you can do is just, you know, you find a gym you, you like, you go to it. And it's just, I, I used to know a real meathead, real, real big kid, all jacked up. He was like doing steroids and everything. And his favorite thing to do, he probably loves the mask because he used to like to work out in a hoodie. He said it was <laughs> a great sweat. <laughs> it gave him a better pump. Personally, I like to see like what I'm working out. You know what I mean? he was all into it man he would just wear that hoodie and he would just be running for two hours and i don't know running was never my forte as they say
0: it is (laughs) it is it really isn't me either and i've i've ran into some trouble because i really i actually did not know how to run before this no one ever really taught me how to run our good friend nick actually he runs i think he runs like 10 miles a day maybe more but he actually taught me how to run and it's been much easier since then. I, I'm still like I, I can't run that well, but I run at a respectable pace at least. I know. Run out, and, What
1: do you mean by that?
0: Oh, what just is there really not like. Oh, like uh, when I, on my Apple Watch, if I run outside and there's a thing called cadence, and that's what Nick taught me about cadence and feet striking. So, like, you want to strike your feet? He said the ideal feet striking is 180 strikes per minute or whatever, uh, whatever it is. And so if I have a really crappy run, I look at my watch and I see that I've only been doing 140 per minute. So, and I used to run on the balls of my feet too. And I don't do that as much anymore. So I've really, I've really lightened it up. And now my Achilles don't, doesn't hurt when I run. And if you need advice on running, uh, just hit me up and I'll, I'll send you Nick's way. And he'll like, he'll just tell you how to run. And he helped me out. And I'm a big doofus with big calves that shouldn't be running at all, (laughs) but I do. And actually, you know what? That's, that's really what I wanted to, that's really one of the, what I wanted to brag about, L.B., is because uh, he, he might listen to this. He might not. Alex um, from Marshall, uh, he plays for the football team. Uh, when he saw me, he complimented my calves. And in that, in that moment, I was, I was like, you know what? I am an athlete. But I'm not really. I'm not really. I was like, man, you know what? This guy is like super athletic. He's he's like six six, whatever he is, three hundred some pounds. He's quicker than me. Probably faster than me too. Just super freak athlete, like all the other D one players. He took the time out to compliment something on my body. You know that 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 meant a lot to me, Ob, and I actually cried is a it? little bit afterwards. And I'm I if they put yeah. it on my tombstone, I won't be mad.
1: Scotty, wait, what's his name? Is he Scotty too?
0: His name's Alex.
1: Uh, Alex. I don't know why in my head I heard Scotty. <laughs> I, that's just just the new name
0: now, I guess. Scotty. He's a Pats fan too. He, <laughs> he, he. So shout out to Alex. Hope we get together for some for some games this season, if he's listening, he's probably cringing like, man, this Bryce kid sucks. I told him <laughs> the Cavs were cool once, and
1: I told him he had cool Cavs. Yeah, hey man, you have really neat Cavs. Those are pretty dope. Those are
0: <laughs> but best I was. You I was there. I was happy about this, LB. I was like, man, you know what? That that's the best compliment I've ever received. And my kids will be hearing about this, and my grandkids as well. So that's all I have for Jim Corner today, LB. Is there anything you got? I,
1: you know, I don't think so. I don't think so. I, uh, it's it's still just like I said, you know, for for me, it's it's been the opposite of Jim. And you know, it's been quarantine
0: and eat Doritos and you know. There's Um, nothing wrong with that. You know, the the world's tough nowadays. Stay inside. Deacher Doritos. Maybe you're right. Maybe I'm wrong, you know?
1: (laughs) No, I I, I do. I would love to get back into a gym and everything, but it seems difficult. I don't even know if Connecticut has gyms open yet. I don't matter. They were starting that, you know, the whole phase process. And I think we were about to go from like two to three and then cases went up or something. So they went back down to like two and it's a crazy world we live in right now. I'm I'm just so happy that we have NFL football to talk about. We have Patriots football to talk about. I didn't think we'd have a season at this point right now. You know, about six months. I've lost track of time. Six, five, six months ago or so. But here we are. We have Patriots football to talk about, man. You know? 2020 it's has been great. such a bizarre year. Tom Brady is is, is in another uniform.
0: It's great, LB. He's on
1: a Patriots uniform.
0: I mean... Absolutely insane absolutely insane it's great though and and you know what title talk fans if you listen all the way to the end thank you very much for sticking with us we'll be back regularly with episodes we'll have a preview probably Thursday for Seahawks give us a little bit of time to prepare for the Seahawks game. And we'll just keep doing this this season. We'll do reviews. We'll do sometimes we'll be right after the game. Maybe we'll do live on Twitter, some stuff like that. But we will definitely be doing previews, reviews, Alonzo will be on. Maybe we can get some cool people on for the rest of the season. Who knows what's in store for Title Talk this year? But thank you for listening. Retweet if you can. Like if you can. Tell us if it sucks. Tell if it's tell us if it's good. We appreciate you so much. I know we've talked about that a lot. Enjoy your code. Let me know if you if you use the code and got to buy something. That I'd really appreciate that. But thanks for coming on LB and I'll see you next time, buddy. Hey man, good
1: time is always always fun to have a victory Monday. Hopefully victory we're talking Monday. that is right. Hopefully a week from now we have our next uh, you know, post game pod, you know. Of course, we're going to have a pre game pod like you said at the end of the week hopefully a, a week from today we're celebrating 2 and 0, man. It'd be awesome. It would be awesome. Big game fun times Cam Newton's owning. we love to see it man
0: Ooh, we love to see it lb thanks for coming on the pod baby two and oh next week
1: two and oh next week let's go lfg do your job do your job buddy see you
0: later